Hello everyone, welcome to the Plug-in India Electric Vehicle Podcast, our weekly show on the happenings in the Indian electric vehicle scene. My name is Abhishek, I'm the host at Plug-in India and I've been associated with Plug-in India since 2015 and with me is my friend Kamle, the editor-in-chief of the Plug-in India platform. We also have Farah, the producer of the podcast. This is episode number 8 of the Plug-in India weekly podcast, Charging Stations Everywhere, Where Are the OEMs? And this is also the first episode of the new year. So I'd like to take this occasion to wish all our listeners a very happy new year. Kamlesh, what's happening at Plugin India? Hi, Abhishek, and hello, listeners. Um, it's great to be back. I think we had a couple, we had a break for a few weeks, and uh, it's good to be back again. The podcast is going to be on again. So uh, we we did a feature recently showcasing how solar power has to be installed in apartments. And that can help EV owners. And that's a very interesting uh, video we did. Uh, Atulji visited the factory of uh, battery electric scooter manufacturer. And uh, he spoke to the founders and he also, and, and that video too is out. So, so there's, a, there's a lot of stuff going on. This episode of the Plugin India podcast is brought to you by our awesome Patreon and YouTube members. For as little as just $1 a month, you can contribute to the work of Plugin India and help keep the channel independent. Once you are a member, you get access to our Discord server where you can interact with the Plugin India team members on a daily basis. Go to www.patreon.com slash pluginindia or click on the join button on our YouTube channel. Let's move on to the first news item. Energy Efficiency Services Limited plans to install 500 electric vehicle charging stations in the country during 2020-2021. EESL's Managing Director said that around 207 EESL charging stations have already been installed around the country. Uh, so Mr. Rajat Sood from EESL, he said that due to the, due to the lockdowns, he couldn't get his uh, charging station equipments because the suppliers also face shortages of components. And now with supply resumed, ESL is starting towards installing at least final chargers by end of this financial year. They've also made a procurement of a thousand chargers to be installed in multiple cities in India. I should also add that ESL aims to set up carbon neutral charging stations by bundling solar rooftop, battery-based charging stations, and battery swapping stations. EESL has partnered with municipalities and cities like Hyderabad, Noida, Ahmedabad, Jaipur and Chennai and is in discussion with other cities to create EV charging infrastructure there as well. The land and location are provided free of cost by most municipal bodies or firms for these public charges. So, so that's pretty interesting. So we look forward to uh, many of these carbon neutral charging stations to come up in, in, the, in, in our city soon. And I should add that this work is being done by EESL as part of India's national e-mobility mission which aims to have 30% of EVs on the roads by 2030. Kamlesh, what is Plugin India's take on this? We're very impressed with uh, ESL's execution here. ESL has already installed more than 100 uh, charging stations in Delhi, NCR, and few other cities. And now we are actually seeing installations in Chennai, Hyderabad, and Ahmedabad, etc. Um, they also have released the charging station data as a data dump, uh, which we have used. They plan to uh, show, showcase them in our Recharge India app. Any ESL charger will be in our Recharge India app, so that's good. These charging stations installed by ESL have a combination of connectors. So some charging stations will have CCS2, some will have DC001 connectors. But CCS2 is used by cars like Hyundai Kona, the Nexon, Nexon EV, and DC001 is used by 
the older cars like the uh, like the Tata Tigori V, the Mahindra E Verito. There's also support for AC charging. That's not in, that's important because because cars would like to also you know not use fast charge. They might want to use, use slow charging. So Type Two support is available. Uh, one interesting concept that we saw at the ESL Plaza in Delhi. Uh, they opened this uh, setup a few months ago, and our Delhi EV community members shared some photos of this ESL Plaza. So it has uh, four charging stations with uh, three connectors each. So I think they have a CCS, Chadamo, and uh, and a Type Two connector. Apparently, twelve cars can charge at the same time. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I think if if we visit Delhi, or if any of you are in Delhi, we would love to know if you have actually. Uh, take take a take a look at the ESL Plaza. We get a lot of questions from people who've never owned an EV before, who think that charging at a charging station is should be like filling up at a petrol pump. People who ho- who own internal combustion engine vehicles are solely dependent on petrol pumps because it you can't you can't install a petrol pump in your house. EV owners are not dependent on charging station. Ninety percent of charging happens at home. Yeah, that's right, Abhishek. I think uh, people always uh, assume that you know you need to take your electric vehicle every day to this charging station, and uh, you need millions of charging stations. That's not the case, right? So you're totally right about that. Uh, we've observed when we remember when we went to Delhi, uh, we went to the Blue Smart uh, facility where they had their own set of fast chargers. So ultimately, even these fleet companies uh, will have their own charging setup. And ultimately, what we feel is these public charging stations that are installed by ESL. Will be used during emergencies or when we actually need uh, a quick top-up. There are two aspects that has to be understood by people who are using petrol cars. One is the concept of a top-up. We go to the station and top-up for like 15-20 minutes. And the other concept is that you won't use these charging stations every day. ESL has deployed more than 1,000 electric cars and set up charging stations in government offices to encourage the use of electric cars by government officials. It's also distributed 36.69 crore LED bulbs and installed 1.14 crore LED streetlights, resulting in cumulative energy savings of 55.32 billion kilowatt hours per year, which I think is a great achievement. Um, people keep asking, where are the charging stations? Where are the charging stations? And it looks like, you know, you have ESL installing charging stations, your Tata Power uh, installing charging stations. And recently, Okaya got an order to install uh, hundreds of charging stations. So I think by the end of 2021, we'll have charging stations all around us. We still won't have all the OEMs on board. So the government is doing its job by creating this infrastructure, but we need all the OEMs to start selling electric vehicles. That is not happening currently. It's time the two-wheeler car and vehicle manufacturers get serious. Now for the second news item, Tata Motors plans to launch more affordable electric cars. It released a statement saying that it will focus on launching several variants of these affordable EVs. It plans to price them at not more than 15 to 20% premium of conventional petrol diesel vehicles. It plans to offer an excess of 200 kilometers on one charge. Tata Motors is making significant gains in, in, the, in the share market too this year. Uh, also, that's because of healthy demand in the fleet space uh, for the Tata Tigo EV and also Nexon EV is performing very well in the passenger space. We also got to know that uh, Tata Motors sold some 2,400 units of the Nexon EV so far. So this is pretty impressive for a uh, made in India electric car. Chalice Chandra, the president of Tata Motors passenger vehicle division, said, and I quote, electrics remains central to our strategy. In our journey during the last three years, we have clearly established ourselves as front runners in the EV space, end quote. He also said that Tata Motors and other group companies such as Tata Power 
Tata Autocom and Tata Chemicals are working together to create a holistic ecosystem for EV adoption. So Abhishek, what do you think about this announcement by Tata Motors? I think Tata Motors has done very well. This is the only big car company that doesn't seem to view EVs as a threat, but instead sees the EV space as an opportunity. And I don't think that paying 15 to 20% premium for an EV is a problem, considering the huge savings you make by not consuming oil using a petrol or diesel car. In fact, we did a whole video on this a very argument where we showed very clearly that you can save a lot more money with an electric vehicle, electric Tata Nexon EV uh, than you can with a petrol or diesel Tata Nexon. Also, um, 2,500 units is not bad. We used to, uh, since since 2013, when we both uh, got that E2, Mahindra E2 electric car, we used to uh, sales figures in the double digits of three figures. 2,500 units in six months is pretty good. To just compare the Nexon Petrol or diesel variants sell around 6,000 units every month. So the Nexon EV has a long way to go. It'll get there soon. I think the moment the Nexon or the upcoming Altros EV starts selling more than the petrol and diesel counterparts, that is the moment Tata Motors needs to start phasing out the, these petrol variants. And it is bound to happen very soon. For a third news item, Simple Energy, the electric scooter startup, claims to have raised an undisclosed amount from angel investors, pre-series funding, and four other investors. The company will launch its first electric scooter in May 2021 in Bangalore and Delhi, followed by a formal launch in Chennai, Bombay, and Hyderabad. They're looking to raise 8 to 10 million of 51 to 74 crore rupees in Series A funding in the second quarter of 2021. Suhaj Rajkumar, the founder of Simple Energy, said that Closing the pre-series round has given the year a great start. Uh, we are glad to have investors like Mr. Vale, uh, who believe in the idea of simple energy. The pre-series has come in the right time uh, as we are launching the product Mark II in mid-2021. We have announced its prototype Mark One electric scooter, which achieved an ARAI certified range of more than 230 kilometers with a 4 kilowatt hour battery pack. Now, to quickly run through the features of the Mark II, it has a larger 4.8 kilowatt hour battery. It delivers 7 kilowatts of peak power output and can do 0 to 50 in 3.2 seconds, making it faster than the Aether 450X. It has a 6 kg battery, which is portable and can charge from 0 to 100% in 1 hour 5 minutes and 0 to 50% in 20 minutes. Okay, so we also got to know that uh, simple, the simple electric scooter will have around 80% of the components made in, in India, and uh, they're importing the cells from Japan, Korea, and Taiwan. So if you look at a picture of the scooter, the first thing you'll notice is the unique and sleek design. And like Aether, it has a central touchscreen display. Uh, this scooter has a pretty interesting look. Uh, the specifications looks good. Uh, it has a fairly large battery, a 4.8 kilowatt hour battery pack. Uh, if you compare that to the Aether, which has around a 2.9 kilowatt hour battery pack, this large battery pack is actually delivering that range of 230 kilometers. But this range will only be possible in Echo mode. I'm sure if you go in sports mode or or the higher modes, you you should be able to get around 100 kilometers range definitely. I also have doubts about how a 4.8 kilowatt hour battery pack would just weigh only six kgs. So we don't know much. So they have not the company not officially revealed much. So let's wait for the launch event and then we can discuss more on this simple electric scooter. 
Now the pricing is going to be key. A price point of around rupees one lakh would make the scooter attractive and competitive with the Chetak and Ather 450X and the upcoming Ola electric scooter. But the challenge for Simple Energy will be acquiring Series A funding after its launch in May in order to expand operations, scale up manufacturing, and set up experience centers and so on. So we wish the startup the best of luck and we look forward to the launch in May. All right, time for our last news item. Bajaj Auto has signed an agreement with the Maharashtra government to set up a manufacturing facility at Chakan near Pune. Bajaj will invest 650 crores in this facility. Bajaj has also said that the government has helped Bajaj with obtaining the necessary permissions, registration, approvals, clearances, and fiscal incentives. In a statement, Bajaj said this further reinforces the commitment of Bajaj to Maharashtra. Where its journey began, and it's being done in a year when Bajaj Auto will celebrate its 75th anniversary. So the new plant apparently will have a capacity to build million vehicles a year. This plant will actually be used to manufacture electric scooters like the Chetak, but they also will be uh, manufacturing pollution motorcycles like the KTM brand of Bajaj. So the good thing about this plant is that it will boost the output of Chetak electric scooter in 2021. Bajaj already manufactures the Chetak at its existing plant in Chakan and has sold more than 900 units of the of the Chetak electric scooter as of mid Jan 2021. Bajaj now plans to expand retail operations for its electric scooters to 30 cities in the next financial year. Rakesh Sharma, the company's executive director, said, and I quote: "We plan to take Chetak to 30 new cities in FY 2022, but we will be closely monitoring." How soon the supply chain stabilizes? End quote. Amish, what do you think about Bajaj as this new manufacturing facility? Abhishek, uh, in a few episodes back in the Plug in India show, we discussed how uh, uh, Rajiv Bajaj had an issue with the Shiv Sena government in Maharashtra, uh, where uh, the Shiv Sena state government gave uh, Chet, uh, Bajaj uh, a large tract of land, and uh, there was a delay from Bajaj side in using the land, so Shiv Sena was not happy. Uh, they were they were telling Bajaj that you know we would we would take the land back, so. So what Rajiv Bajaj did is he went to the media. He he just said, you know, he's not happy with the Shiv Sena state government. He he's going to leave Maharashtra and set up a new factory elsewhere. He was talking about Bangalore. So he was also admiring the Aam Aadmi Party in Delhi for their progressive policies. So so it looks like uh, Mr. Rajiv Bajaj's subtle hints via the media has worked, and the Shiv Sena government has given. What Mr. Rajiv Bajaj wanted. So I'm I'm very happy to hear that Bajaj will continue to remain in Maharashtra. After all, this is the company's first home. I'm very happy that the Maharashtra government is now cooperating with Bajaj. Chetak staying in the state is good for the Maharashtra EV ecosystem as well because Bangalore has many EV startups, but Pune is finally giving it a good fight. So Bangalore has Ather, the Tesla R&D center is coming up soon, Ultraviolet, Simple Energy. Mahindra Electric R&D, Sun Mobility, Pravek, and so on. Pune has Tata Motors Electric, Bajaj Electric, Mahindra Electric EV Component Manufacturing, Kinetic Green, Felide E-Bikes, who are all making components in-house. Talk Motors, KPIT, and E-Adit. Tom Motors is also there, and that's based out of Bombay. Yeah, looks like uh, Bengaluru and Pune are becoming the EV hubs of India. Bajaj Chetak is a very large player, and it's fantastic news for the EV industry that it plans to expand to 30 cities in 2021. And we look forward to more updates from Mr. Rajiv Bajaj. And with that, we come to the end of all the news items. Para, what questions do you have for us this week? 
Uh, this week we have more like comments from the previous Ola Electric episode. So Mohit K3 said, it's very exciting to see the Ola Electric scooter with its unique design, excellent engineering, especially the three modular batteries. That's cool. If the same model or to go app scooter with features, specs and range, they're going to manufacture and launch in India, then we can say the game is over. I agree, Mohit. So if uh, Ola launches an affordable scooter with that kind of a design philosophy and uh, range, then definitely the game is over. So let's, but let's see. It's all in paper right now. They need to launch. Plugin Karu 3 said, great podcast, excellent questions raised. Ola is not selling in India. They're trying to sell expensive e-scooters to white world and will fail. It would succeed <laughs> if it is sold in Asia. Mahindra tried to sell Gen Z in US and failed. Don't these companies have minimum common sense? This could make or break Ola. Selling cars in India and selling bikes in developed countries is always going to be that much more difficult. What do you guys have to say? Yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> Uh, as usual, uh, uh, our friend Plugin Karu raises the most pertinent point. Um, if Ola tries to sell a scooter in in the developed markets where uh, they're very niche products and they are seen as being less safe than uh, four-wheelers, I think definitely they will have a problem. And uh, like he said, Mahindra tried with the Gen Z and failed. I feel that they should just stick with what they know and they should definitely try to sell two-wheelers more in Asia where they'll have a huge market for it. Uh, I agree. They should sell it. They should focus on India and Asia. That's a huge market. But I also feel that, you know, Ola purchased a startup, a Dutch startup called uh, Etergo. And uh, with that, they got the technology of the app scooter. But uh, they should not leave the customers of uh, Etergo who, who invested in the company in the lurch. I think they should definitely honor the orders made by the European customers. I think Europe also is a pretty decent market if you think about it. And their cities have pretty narrow roads. And uh, Italy is very famous for their scooters, scooter culture. So I think um, Ola, if they design a world-class product, they can sell in Europe and Asia. But the US is definitely out of the question, right, Abhishek? I, I can't see US ever having a scooter market. They, with, their, with their love affair with large SUVs especially, I just don't see any two-wheeler uh, ever, ever, ever taking off in a big way in the US. All right, listeners, thank you so much for listening to the Plug-in India Electric Vehicle Podcast. Thank you, Kamlesh. See you all next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Plugin India Electric Vehicle Podcast. You can find transcripts for each episode on our website. Plugin India is an EV advocacy group and a social enterprise dedicated to promoting electric vehicles and sustainable transport in India. You can write to us at support at pluginindia.com or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We are self-owned and not a part of any large media organization. If you want to support our work, why not become a Patreon supporter or a YouTube channel member? It helps in paying our staff and bandwidth. You can also support the show for free. Write a review or recommend us to your friends and family. Every little bit helps. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks for listening. Bye.